welcome folks to tonight's session. Uh, tonight I'm going to be dealing with the topic, whose works are we doing? And I really want us to get into this thing because um, there are two sections that I'm going to deal with and I'm going to pull it together just now. But what I want us to know is this, how many of us are doing things in our own strength? How many of us sit down and go, and have had this type of approach or attitude? Well, God has given you a brain, so use it. Have you ever heard that statement? Alright? And I want to deal with this thing tonight, because I really believe that as we get into this year, I believe that God wants to use us more and more, and wants us to get to a place that we are so sensitive to the living God and to the Holy Spirit, because... God wants to not only give us creative ideas, but He also wants us to come and bring results and answers to issues in our city. I believe that God wants to lead us into a direction and into a flow that we are going to stand out amongst the rest. You know, when you sit down and read the Bible, there are many times when men and women would stand out literally amongst everybody else because they are moved by the Holy Spirit. Or they've been led by the Holy Spirit and they do things that everybody sits down and goes, well, we've got to take note of that person or that individual. Now, I don't believe for one second that the church of Jesus Christ is supposed to be operating the same as the world does. Not for one second. And if we do not start waking up to this thing of saying, God, you lead me, you direct me, you show me what to do next, then we are going to have the same results as the world is having. I believe with all my heart that the church of Jesus Christ should be setting the pace. We should have godly answers to any issue that is happening in your nation or in your city. And I want to start training us to start doing it in your daily life. If you know how to be led of the Spirit and hear what God wants for you and what God has for everybody around you, you are going to be ahead of the pack around you. And so many times we get lackadaisical in this. So many times we just go back and go, Ah, well, we'll just do it the normal way. Or I know how to do this. And we start relying on our natural skills, our natural abilities, and we end up getting the same results as what the world is doing. And yet God is saying, listen, I need my church to be different. If you go read in the Bible, the church of Jesus Christ was always different. They stood out. In fact, they stood out so much that the cities feared them. They were not just getting the same results as everybody else. So I want to deal with this thing tonight. I believe with all my heart that we can make a difference wherever we go. Now what I'm going to do is this. Is I'm going to take somebody in the Bible and I'm going to show you how that they did not just rely on their natural gifting. Let's have a look at David's life. Now how many of you know that David had passed his tests, okay? He had done the lion, he had done the bear, he had, he had connived Saul and got hold of uh, the daughter because he got himself, you know, he said to Saul, listen, what's the deal if I kill this, this Philistine? Saul said, listen, you're tax exempt, you, you get my daughter, and he went, listen, you, lost, you won me already a tax exempt. If I don't pay tax for the rest of my life, I'll kill him. But what he did was, he lined himself up to be king. See, you marry the king's daughter, you stand to be king. And so, what he did was, he did it out of a business transaction. It was not led of the Spirit at all. God does not say that God said he must do that. He kills 
Goliath and he sorts it out. After a long process, he ends up being king. So here is David, king of the nation. Alright, here he's anointed. He's exactly like you and I. The Bible says the Holy Spirit came upon King David. And if you read Psalms, it's almost like his spirit felt born again like he would be today. You would sit down and read it and you say, this guy's charismatic, he's born again, he prays in tongues, he does everything just like you do. Except that he's a lot more spiritual than most of us. Most of us will not sit down and fast and pray right through the night for your enemies. Come on. You will not stay up all night and let alone still fast all night for your enemies. Yeah, David is that type of passionate guy. But one thing that David did was, he was a man of war. He knew how to fight. His natural gifting, his natural ability was one of warfare. He had a strategic mind, and wherever he went to battle, he would win, and he would just club everybody else. And remember that by the time he had become king, he had already had this massive army with him. And by the time he became king of the entire nation, he had this uh, group of guys, and the Bible calls them his mighty men. And they were mighty in their own right, and each one of them could take out an army. So in other words, when it came to fighting battles, David had no issue. Come on, how many of you think that David had an issue to go fight? Alright, he had the strongest army that you could wish for. And the Bible is very clear that he never lost a battle. So in other words, he had this natural ability, he had this natural gifting, and God had anointed him. So whatever he went to go and do, he had no issue with. So I want to tell you, in your life, there are natural abilities, there are natural giftings, and there are things that you don't even have to think twice about doing. If I had to sit down and say to you, listen, can you drive a car? Most of us can drive a vehicle without even thinking. Some of us don't even know how we got somewhere. How many of you have ridden from work to home and you go, shucks, I didn't even realize I got you. Okay? Especially for those who multitask. And so what happens is this, is so easily we could rely on our natural giftings. So easily we can rely on the spiritual giftings that God has given us. So easy we sit down and say, but God, you've given, gifted me in this, so I'll just flow in this thing every single day. But God does not want us to do that. God does not want us just to rely on our spiritual giftings or our things that God has given us to do in a city. I want you to know that God is changing the rules with regards to us being led of the Spirit. And I want us to know that from today, I don't want us to start doing what we did yesterday. We have got to start moving onto a new level because God wants to use you in a different way. I want to show you what happens with David's life. Remember? He's gifted, he's anointed, he's sitting with an army of capability. Everything is in place for him to do exactly what he has to do. And look at this. Now, uh, let's go to 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 18. I'm going to throw a few scriptures out, just so that you can get an idea. I want you to see this. 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 18 and 19. Now the Philistines had come and spread out the valley. And so David inquired of the Lord, Shall I go and attack the Philistines? Will you hand them over to me? 
And the Lord answered him, go, I will surely hand the Philistines over to you. So what does David do? David sees the Philistines line up there, and he goes, and he said to God, God, should I or shouldn't I go? God says, go. And there goes David, and he pummels the whole lot, and he wins the battle. I want you to take note that David inquired of the Lord. David went to God and said, God, should I or shouldn't I do this? The next point, 2 Samuel chapter 2 verse 1. Just write these down if you can't get there fast enough. In the course of time, David inquired of the Lord, Shall I go up to one of the towns of Judah? He asked, and the Lord said, Go up, David. Where shall I go? To Hebron? And then the Lord answered him. In other words, he asked, Okay, should I go up? Yes. Okay, which town should I go up? To Hebron? Yes or no? So he was getting very specific answers. Alright? But I want you to see something. Every time David moved, he inquired of the Lord. He inquired of the Lord. Next one. 2 Samuel chapter 30, verse 7 to 8. Then David said to Aphthia, the priest, the son of the Belichite, Bring me Ephod. Ephod brought it to him, and David inquired of the Lord, Shall I pursue this raiding party? Shall I overtake them, pursue them? He answered, Yes, uh, you will certainly overtake them and succeed in the rescue. Remember, David was saying, Listen, should I go and take these guys out? And so the Lord said, Yeah, go and take them out. I want you to see something significant about David. David never went into battle unless he asked God first. Even though he had the ability, the gifting, the anointing, the everything, the army, he never ever went anywhere unless he asked God. Next one, 2 Samuel 23, 9-12. When David heard that Saul was plotting against him, he said to Aphnia, the priest, bring me the ephod. And David said, O Lord God of Israel, your servant has heard definitely that Saul's plans to come to Kilia and and destroy the town on the account of me. Will the cities of Kilian surrender me to him? Will Saul come down as your servant has heard? O Lord God of Israel, tell your servant. And the Lord says, he will. And again David asks, will the citizens of Kilian surrender me and my men to Saul? And the Lord says, yes they will. So he inquires of the Lord, listen, this city, am I safe in this city or are they going to hand me over? God says, no, they're going to hand you over. He says, are you sure they're going to hand me over? God says, yep, they're going to hand you over. So guess what David does? He goes, I'm not going to that city. Come on, that wasn't higher grade. God says, if you go there, you're going to get into trouble. Next one. 2 Samuel 23, 1-2. When David was told, look the Philistines are fighting against Kiliel and are looting the threshold floor. He inquired of the Lord saying, shall I go and attack the Philistines? Remember this is the same city that was going to hand him over. So now the Philistines have come and they're busy looting the place. So David stands on the outside and goes, okay, um, should I go and beat up these Philistines? Because David didn't like the Philistines much. Eh? Every time you'd see him, he'd go and pummelo the Philistines any chance he got. Quiet of the Lord, shall I go and attack them? The Lord says, go and attack the Philistines and save Kiliel. The same city that was going to hand you over, now you can go look after them again. So I want you to see, and this is very important, in your life, in your daily life, you have got to inquire of the Lord. Number one, 
Number two, the inquiries are simple. The inquiries are not complicated. The inquiries are, Lord, should I or shouldn't I? How do you know when God is talking to you? It's very, very simple. Do you have peace or don't you have peace? Do you have peace? God, should I submit this quote to this business? Should I take my time? Should I take time out to sit down and work with these people? Should I not take time out of this? Lord, should I help this person or not? Sometimes God does not want you just to help somebody. Because that person could suck you dry, take up all your time and energy, and there's no godly fruit in that. See, we've got to know when God's talking to us or not. But what has happened is we are living in a culture where we just do what feels good. Or we just ride on what God has given us. And we think that that's all that God expects from us. I'm telling you right now that that is not what God is expecting you to do. Let's have a look at Jesus. In John chapter 14 verse 10, it says this. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak, I do not speak of my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the work. In other words, when you are busy making decisions, are you allowing the Holy Spirit to work through you, or are you doing it yourself? Are you allowing God to work through you in your daily life, everywhere you are going? You see, God is looking for a new breed. He's looking for men and women that are going to stand up and make a difference. In Romans chapter 8 verse 14, it says this, For as many are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Now comes the question, how often are we led of the Spirit and how often do we just do our own thing? Come on. How many of us actually have taken time out in our daily schedule and say, Holy Spirit, lead me in this thing. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to impart? What do you want me to show in wherever I go? Do I do this or don't I do this? You see, I want us to be so sensitive to the Holy Spirit so that when God leads us somewhere, that we get so sensitive that we will go to the right person at the right time and break off whatever needs to be broken off. We need to be light in a dark situation. We need to hear from God what is the strategic plan for people's lives. And the problem is we are not even practicing it with our simple stuff. We don't even hear and inquire of God. Do you know that there are many times when you read in the Bible where they did not inquire of God and they got beaten to a pulp? We have got to hear what God wants. There are some battles that God does not want you to fight. There are some situations that He does not want you to get involved in. And we have got to hear from God. God, do I respond to this or don't I respond? How many of us want to be proven right? Come on, you end up in a battle, you want to prove that you're right. You want to say your say. And sometimes God says, shut up, don't say anything. Like Jesus Christ, when they accused Him, He did not say a word. You must understand, there's a time to speak and a time to keep quiet. You've got to hear when God wants you to do something and when God doesn't want you to do something. 
So I want to challenge us today. Do not rely on your own ability. Do not rely on your own gifting. Because your own gifting is going to deliver the same results as the world. And the Bible says if you are true sons and daughters of God, you are going to be led of the Spirit of God. We have got to be led because the leading of the Spirit of God is going to produce life. And we are called into the city to sit down and produce life. We are called into the city to sit down and make a difference wherever we go. We are the light in the city. And so God wants to use us to start making a difference wherever you are and whatever you are doing. But our starting point is, are we led of the Spirit of God? You see, even Jesus Christ, in Acts chapter 10, 38, it says this, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit with, with power, went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Jesus operated through the Holy Spirit all the time. All the time, you'll see that Jesus would go and inquire of the Father what to do. How many times have you read in Scripture? Jesus would separate Himself. Separate Himself. He, would, he wouldn't even bother about the masses. How many of you have been so concerned about the needs, that you're so busy with the needs, that you miss the, the person giving the instructions? See, Jesus was never moved by the need. He said, listen, I don't care how much need is in this multitude. And there were always multitudes around Him. He says, I don't care about the multitude. I'm going to separate myself to hear what the next instruction is. And when you do that, then all of a sudden the supernatural starts applying in your life to meet the needs of the natural. Like when Jesus fed the 5,000, He met their natural needs. Alright, when Jesus turned water into wine, He met their natural needs. Whatever the natural stuff was, He could meet it. But I want you to know, it was Spirit-led. It was not something that He did all the time. There were times when you'll see Jesus, that He'd pray for somebody instantly, and Lazarus, He wouldn't rock up for three days. Now let me tell you something, how many of you, if you knew that your best friend was dying, would wait three days to go rock up to see if he's there? Come on. Most of us would sit down and go, it's an emergency, it's critical, we will just go straight away. And we are not spirit-led to hear what God wants in that situation. So I'm telling you right now, this year is a new level for each one of us. I want to challenge us as a church and a group of believers to sit down and say, from this day on, I am going to strive to be spirit-led and not rely on my natural things. Now what I want us to do is this. I'm going to tell you the story of Rebecca, and we, we know that it's a picture of the Holy Spirit and Jesus, and I'm going to show you here the three people in the story. There's Abraham, who's a picture of God the Father. There is the servant who goes out to go and find a bride for Isaac. Okay? The servant is the Holy Spirit, picture of the Holy Spirit. Isaac is the son, Jesus Christ, and the bride is the church. Now I want you to go and look at something in this story. I'm going to tell you the story. It's actually quite interesting when you look at this. What was interesting for me was this, that the servant went out and he never even gave his name. And you know the Bible says that the Holy Spirit always points to Jesus Christ, always points to the Father, never sits down and says, it's about me, it's about me, it's about me. When the servant goes out to go and look for this bride, for the son, he says, listen, I am going to go and find somebody for the son. 
But it's not about me. And the servant's name is not even mentioned in the story. You want to go read it in Genesis chapter 24, the whole chapter. But I'm just going to read a few verses here. Listen now, the servant going out to go and look for a bride now for Isaac. And it says, Let it be that the young woman in whom I say, Please let down your pitcher that I may drink. She says, Drink, and I will give you camels, uh, your camels a drink. Let her be the one that you have appointed for your servant Isaac. And by this, you'll know that you've shown kindness to my master, Abraham. Alright, now listen to this now. Here goes the servant, and he says, listen, I'm going to go find this Isaac a wife. And he goes out, and he takes ten camels. And the Bible says they were laden with gifts. Now let me tell you something, a camel can hold quite a bit. Okay, as far as gifts go. So now, here comes Isaac, and he says, listen, I'm now looking for somebody who is going to say, not only am I going to give the servant, the servant is out, he says, not only am I going to get the servant to drink, but he's going to feed, she's going to feed or water these ten camels. So, he goes down and he finds this place, and the servant ran to meet her and said, please let me drink a little water of your pitcher. And then she said, Lord, you can drink. And then, she quickly let her pitcher down to give him the drink. And when he had finished giving the drink, she said, I will now draw water for all your camels until they are all finished drinking. Okay? So I quickly went and did a, a Google thing to find out how much does a camel drink. There's 10 camels, and it worked out that 1,500 liters of water for the 10 camels. Okay? Now that's on average. Now can you imagine, she's not sitting with a 25 litre drum, she's probably living with a little, I don't know how much a pitcher can hold, little bucket, and she's going to drop that thing the entire day if she has to, to draw one and a half thousand litres of water to feed these ten camels. Then the servant still inquires of the Lord, God is this really the one, because this is awesome, she's been busy the whole day just to give my camels a drink. And God says yes. Listen to this. The servant then gives her gifts. He gives her a golden nose ring weighing half a shekel, two bracelets, okay, on her wrist weighing ten shekels of gold. And I want you to know it's a picture of the Holy Spirit coming and saying, Listen, I'm looking for a bride for Jesus Christ, but with me comes gifts. With me comes gifts. If you reject the gifts, you are saying that you don't want to be the bride. If she had rejected the gifts, she would not have been the one that would be accepted as the bride. So she took the gifts, and afterwards she went to the father, her father, and then the father asked, would you like to be the bride? And she said yes, and she went off. But what is interesting was this, when she went off, she had no clue where she was going. She had no clue where Abraham was staying. There was no information where she was going. She did it on pure faith. You do not know where you are going. We need to be led by the Spirit of God to bring us to where we're meant to be. We have got to use the gifts that God has given for us 
by the Holy Spirit to help us in our daily lives. Do not rely on your natural ability this year. Say, God, lead me. Holy Spirit, show me. Show me the way to navigate my way through this earth. Show me what to do this year, so that when I go, I am bearing fruit every step of the way, so that I know when you speak, I will listen immediately. You see, we don't know what the future holds. We don't know how to navigate our lives in the next coming year. We need the Holy Spirit to show us what to do next. We need the Holy Spirit, who to have association with, who to cut with, what to do. Because this is a new season where we need to depend on the Holy Spirit so that we can make a difference in the city in Jesus' name. So I want us to start by simply going back to our daily lives and saying, Lord, do I or don't I? Should I or shouldn't I? Go through your friendship circles and say, God, which of these friendship circles for this year need to be let go? Which of these people were good for a season, but this is not the season for them? Which new friends do I need to pick up so that I can help? And we need to go through a pruning process in our lives. I need to say, God, what do you want for this season? What do you want in our lives? Where do you want me to go? Should I or shouldn't I do that deal? Should I or shouldn't I start that company now? Should I or shouldn't I be in contract with this thing right now? Wherever your natural life is taking you, be led of the Spirit of God, because God wants to make a difference this year. I want to challenge us. If we could have a church that hears God's voice and obeys Him, we are going to have a very, very fruitful time in this year. If we as Christians do not just do what we do every year and just go with what the flow is, I want to tell you, I want to make a difference this year in the city. I want to see people's lives changed and I want to reclaim the spiritual ground that has been lost. I want us to raise the standard where men and women are genuinely hearing the voice of God and doing what God says in Jesus' name. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Lord, we just come before you right now. And Lord, I just pray that every single one of us will come to a place of repentance. Lord, we ask you to forgive us where we are doing things in our own strength. Lord, where we just have relied on our own abilities or even the giftings that you have given us. But Lord, that we have not inquired of you. And Lord, right now I pray that you'll help us in the pruning process. Lord, that we will streamline the things that we are busy with. Lord, the decisions that we are making, the people that we are associating with, the business deals that we are going into. Lord, I thank you that you are going to lead us and direct us by your Spirit. Lord, I thank you that we will be men and women that are known of people who hear the voice of God and do what you are telling us to do. Lord, right now I pray, that you are going to bring us to the place where we will not only hear your voice clearly, but Lord, we will be obedient to what you are telling us in Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray right now that as we go, 
Lord, that you are going to bring life wherever we go. Lord, that we will be the light of this world and we will make a difference in Jesus' mighty name. Father, I pray that we will truly be the sons and daughters of God. Lord, that we will not neglect the gifts of your Holy Spirit. Lord, that we will be sensitive to when you are speaking and we will be obedient to when you are speaking to us. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen.